Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again. E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is another podcast. But before I go any further, it's the Nez. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We're going to give you a, a quick one. This isn't 300. That's why it's only here on our Spotify feed. So... Yeah, everyone, we're just kind of going to give you just a little rundown of what we've watched lately. I've only seen two things. Uh, I'm caught up on Loki. We'll talk about that. And uh, one TV show. Uh, well, it's a documentary. I think we, we both watched it. But um, did you have movies? I only had the two. don't think so or did i did you watch the five nights yeah i got that uh got werewolf by night in color yeah i watched that um, a crush we're gonna talk about that oh yeah 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 that uh man i feel like there was a film but now i'm like what was it? Because we already talked about uh, the last. It's been a while since I've been to the theater. The last thing I saw in the theater was uh, uh, the, the haunting in Venice. Okay. Well, Five Nights at Freddy's. That's the the newest thing that I've seen. Uh, it uh, hit the theaters, but I'm in no condition to go to the movies by myself. Um, for those of you that don't know, I fractured my ankle about two weeks ago at a show in sacramento some drunk idiot decided to head dive right into my right into me i was leaning up against a um a rail i was at uh what the hell was that place called in sacramento ace of spades for those of you that have been there you know it's not that big of a place looks like they did to rebodily oh excuse me because the last time i was in there it was different but um yeah I, I two bands in i didn't even get to see the band i wanted to see i was standing there off to the side and there was a couple guys in there pretty tanked up and they're just having a good time I, I get it but man you don't need to get out of control if you can't handle your liquor man you shouldn't drink but anyway so this fool came diving out of nowhere i mean he didn't like jump off the stage i was kind of standing towards the back and he just came running full speed i don't know who what he was trying to do but he ended up slamming into me like went right into my ankle if i wasn't standing there he would have hit that pole and he probably would have been hauled off to the hospital i didn't go to the hospital i kind of just uh, uh eric and some guy helped me out to the front and luckily there was some emt uh people right next door i guess people get hurt there all the time so good thing that that guy was there. He he couldn't do much, man. He just checked me out and wrapped me up and sent me on my way. So yeah, I went to the doctor the next day or the ER the next day, and yeah, it was cracked. Went to my doctor and to a specialist, and they said you're out of commission for a while, bro. So just sit at the house and do nothing, and that's all I've been doing. But I've been dropping all the episodes for you guys for 31 days of horror. So we're we're done recording everything 
Hey. I'll probably give you a couple extras. Uh, I got some other guys that are come on. They want to record some stuff. So you'll get more than 31 this year. Last year, yeah. last few years, you just got 31 and that was it. So you might get a little, maybe like, like 33. Who knows? We'll see. Right. Kind of like me with my photography over on Instagram at the Zesu. I try to do one Halloween picture a day, but as we get here in these final days, I have way more pictures and ops that I want to do than days left. So it's like I'm dropping like two and three a day now. <laughs> so that's good, everyone. I mean, we've been dropping so much content, content. especially in October. You guys know. Yeah. I mean, it's just. We dropped uh, a few episodes here along with a Big Brother check-in and kind of a Big Brother one we did with the Exorcist one for all you to listen to that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we did give you episode 299 in the middle of all the 31 days stuff. So we are, what we're, okay, we're at day 28. So got uh, 29, three more episodes and hold, like I said, maybe a couple extra, but. All right. Oh, excuse me. Uh, the newest movie we saw. Uh, did you go to the theater? No, you didn't go to the theater. You just watched this at home, right? Yes. All right. This is Five Nights at Freddy's in the theater as well as Peacock. Since I couldn't go nowhere, uh, Eric wanted to go see it in the theater, and I told him, I said, it's streaming. He went, oh, so we just stayed home and saved us that extra money. Like I said, I can't I can't drive. Oh, excuse me. It's my uh driving foot, my right foot, so I can't I can't do anything anyway. But a troubled security guard begins working at Freddie Fazbear's pizzeria while spending his first night on the job. He realizes the late shift at Freddy's won't be so easy to make it through. Alright, that was Google. Where is IMDb? Let's see what they have to say. A troubled security guard begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. During his first night on the job, he realizes that the night shift won't be so easy to get through. Pretty soon, he will unveil what actually happened at Freddy's. This is directed by Emma Tammy, and I believe... She, I haven't seen any of these movies she has directed. Uh, she's got seven directing credits. Something called Into the Dark, The Left Right Game, The Wind. Oh, uh, The Wind, isn't that, wasn't that a native film? Let me click on it. Nope. Oh. A plains woman faces the harshnesses of isolation in an untamed land. Of Western Frontier in the late 1800s. Is, uh, looks like there's one native guy in it, and Martin C. Peterson, but I, I, I've never, I've never heard of this. But yeah, the stuff that she's directed, I've never heard of. So she is new to me. But this stars. Oh, it's written by Scott uh, Cawthon. I think that's his name. Seth Cuddleback and Emma Tammy. And this stars Josh Hutchinson, Piper Rubio, Elizabeth uh, Lai or Lili or whatever, Matthew Lillard, Mary Stewart Masterson, which I have not seen in a really long time. I was surprised she popped up into this. 
Cat Corner, Sterling, David Lynn, Christian Stokes, Joseph Poliquin, Grant Feely, and a bunch of other people. All right. I knew nothing of the game. Luckily, my son was there to explain to me who was who, what was what, what happened, uh, the differences on what he saw in the film compared to the game. Um, but for me, I he enjoyed it more than I did. I was I just. I just knew it was a game. I, I've heard of it. I've been hearing about it for years. Uh, he was always talking about they should make a movie, and they finally did. I've seen the toys. They're in Walmart and everywhere else, uh, the Funko Pops. So I was just going to go and I was just going to sit there and watch this and take it for what it was. Um, it was To me, it was, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't, like, super exciting for me. Um, I was hoping for, at first I thought it was going to be rated R, but it wasn't. So I was kind of like, ah, okay, whatever. But I liked all the, the special effects. I liked the, the animatronics and the live action. of the. You could clearly see when it was live action people in there, plus some CGI. But it it was okay. I mean, I didn't. I'd probably watch it again. Um, kind of good that I did see it uh, at home. But here's my son Eric. What did you think of the whole the whole movie? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, everything that they changed, I understood just because how you play the game is different. Because like if if they made it like straight like the game, it would be boring. Just because it'd just be this dude sitting there fending off from monsters in his security office. But it was cool what they did with the movie. I thought it was cool. How many games is there? Oh, the first four, and then there's a bunch of other ones. I don't know. I haven't kept track after four. So, so this character, um, what the hell was his name? Mike. Is was that a, is that a character in the game? Or yeah, that's the dude he plays. You just you don't really get anything about him. All he is is you're just the security guard there, and that's all it tells you. There, it never tells you anything else about him. So there's no kind of backstory in the game. There's a whole backstory to the entire place, like the animatronics, the 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 pizzeria everything there as a backstory but the duty plays because in the game there's a guy who calls you every night for the first six nights of the game he calls you that's he wasn't in the movie but he was explaining some things to you like what's going to happen and then as it just went on you could tell like there's something really wrong with that place matthew lillard's character the the steve guy i mean no, no spoilers in anything but were, was it him or Vanessa, any of them in the game or mentioned in the game? Uh, Steve, he was he was mentioned a lot in the in the second game, but you it was it was really a mystery on who he was because it was like in between nights, so there'd be like these arcade game type things with him in it. But if you know the game, you know what I'm talking about. But he had a big part to play in all the games. And then Vanessa, she was a character in Five Nights at Freddy's, a security breach. I forgot really what happened in that game. I never played it. I sh- I watched a video of somebody explaining it all, but then I was like a few months ago, so I forgot what she did in that game, but she was important. How long is, has this game been out? First game came out 2014. 
And it took them that long to make the movie? Yeah, I remember being like in fifth grade and hearing about Fools talking about they're going to make it and then nothing ever came of it till like recently. All right, everyone. That was Eric. So, but bottom line, I mean, did, would you watch it again or go see it in the theater? Yeah, I thought it was cool. I'd probably watch it again, go see it in the theater. All right, everyone. That was Eric. That was his two cents on what it was. I mean, since I mean, since he was sitting there with me, it'd probably been more difficult. I'd had to ask him questions afterwards uh, if we went and saw it in the theater. But since we were sitting at home, I was able to ask questions. Okay, well, well, who's this? What's this? And all that, and all the stuff he just explained. He explained to me while we were watching it. So I was like, oh, okay. But um. Uh, what did they label this as? Was it a horror mystery thriller? Yeah, okay, I, I can, I can relate to that. To that, I'm I'm okay with what it was. I mean, the the it was just a total Chuck E. Cheese ripoff. Um, I mean, like the the pizza place and, and the animatronics and all that. There's other places, which I I don't want to say Chuck E. Cheese was the first one, but when I first heard of this and saw this, all I could think about was. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese. So, but I did like the characters. I did like uh, uh, Freddie Fazbear and the gang. I don't, I don't know anybody's names. Um, my, I think my favorite little character in it was that little cupcake that was uh, running around. I thought that was cool. But um, it it was creepy at times. But I mean, I guess I'm just desensitized to uh, horror films. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is movies out there that that scare me if if I've never seen them before. But um, this one, if I watch it again, maybe for, I don't know. I, I don't know. I probably, if if I do watch it again, it won't be anytime soon. But I think I got enough out of this. But what would you think of this one? Yeah. Uh, first off, I want to say it was cool to hear his thoughts on it. Because also, I am mostly unfamiliar with it. Like you, my... My knowledge of it comes from uh, like the action figures and the Funkos, of which I do own the one, uh, of which I just also shared a picture on uh, Instagram at the Zisu. Uh, the Funtime Freddy Chase from the sister location line of uh, Five Nights. Uh, found it years ago, and it was a chase, so it was like, of course, I'm not going to like leave that on the shelf and it's actually pretty cool it's like uh the chase version is like the uh, animatronics the machinery under the face like exposed and it's like the the, the outer shell is like uh pulled out kind of that's the uh chase feature of this pop and i took a pretty cool dark uh with the glow base shot of it so uh, pretty happy with the way that turned out but yeah i mean that was my only knowledge of it going in uh i did hear going in about the pg-13 rating so uh, i was aware it was going to be pretty tame so that actually uh i was like okay yeah let, let me check this out i know uh probably won't be you know anything too bad here and yeah i mean i i'd say it lived up to that there wasn't anything that was uh too much to handle or anything like that uh i don't know what would you say would be the uh the youngest you would recommend like a a a youngster who might want to check this out what would you say would be uh, the youngest that could uh, handle this 
Um, I would let my grandsons watch it if they had any interest in it. It wasn't, I mean, there wasn't like uh, any f bombs or anything. Sure. Um. Uh, this holiday, ho- this holiday season, ho- to me, Halloween ain't a holiday. Yeah, but anyway, same. Um, that let them watch Halloween, the original one. I mean, they, I just kind of showed all the the Michael Myers scenes. They kind of didn't care for all the talking and, and in between, because I got them a book and they at least knew the the uh, who the character is and everything. So I let them watch that and I let them watch the beginning. Of uh, Halloween too, because they wanted to know well what happened. Did he get up and did he walk away? Because even in the book uh, that I got him, the kids book, he, um, after he gets shot and then he's gone. So they were like, well, where did he go? So I showed them uh, the movie, and then I showed them the beginning of Halloween too, so they know that he got up and he continued with his murderous rampage. But um, I would, I would would let them watch this one if they if they want it. I think they know who the characters are because of these videos that they watch. There's these little kids that do all kinds of things. That's how Daniel found out about Chucky. Uh, these kids had a, a Chucky doll. I mean, they're little, little kids that make videos. And uh, they had a Chucky doll. They had an Annabelle doll and Slappy and uh, all of that. All that crazy crazy doll so they knew who the characters were they just never seen the movies uh, renee and i were talking she had asked me if um if there's anyone streaming a a tv version of child's play uh because i from what i remember i haven't seen that one the original one in a long time i just other than he's got a really bad mouth um i don't remember it being too brutal i mean violence wise i mean of course he, he kills people but he wasn't like gutting them or anything so I, I don't know i don't know i think daniel can handle the cuss words but i don't want to they know not to say they know the words and i know they know not to say them buster's a little young i'm not really sure if he's heard them daniel's heard them before i know he has before he came to live with us so, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I wish we had cable because I'm sure if it came on regular cable, all the cuss words are out of it. That's the only thing. I, I don't. The, the, to me, the the violence is mild or anything. So I don't know. But um, if they had any interest in it and they wanted to watch this, um, we'd have to be sitting there with them to watch it because usually they're into it, but then they get bored. They'd probably get bored with all the talking. Sure. And then, so I don't know, but they they've seen things. They they've might, seen yeah, some, they might so. like the characters. Uh, the cool thing that I saw was that they were uh, Jim Henson Creature Shop created. So that was uh, cool to know. And I did think they they looked cool when they were on the screen, but uh, yeah, I don't know if they 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 might have missed out with uh, maybe. Being able to make them a little scarier, a little creepier. Uh, wasn't really any jump scares or anything like that. The closest thing was uh, him seeing that like little toy like in the locker. Like that was a, seemed like that was their attempt uh, at a jump scare. But yeah, um, well, that one girl got ripped in half. 
but they didn't they didn't yeah. go overboard with the blood yeah i guess so it was like kind of in the shadows kind of i guess that's yeah. how they got away with it but um yeah i mean i thought it was all right uh i don't know if i would revisit it again but if they ever did continue the story i would probably uh check that out yeah i mean we've seen this one if they do make another one um i'm sure i i would i would watch it i would watch it again um the audience seems to have loved it uh yeah, rotten tomatoes yeah. but that's the thing i sent you <laughs> the um the critics didn't care for it so yeah. I, I always seems to be the case always seems to be the case what was that thing i sent you it was like uh yeah we got uh 92 reviews equaling a 25 percent splat on the tomato meter from critics but all the way up at 88 percent approval rating from 100 plus verified users all right because the budget was 20 million and it's saturday night right now so you still got one more day uh, I'm sure they're counting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and tomorrow. It made twenty million. Uh, it was budget was twenty million, and its box office so far thirty nine point five million. Um, that's just the number I'm reading now. Who knows? It could be up more by now, and probably be more by Monday. But um, it definitely made its uh, almost doubled its uh, um, yeah its budget. So. Good sign there. Plus all the I, people that watched it uh, on Peacock, like us. Yeah. So I don't know if they count that. But I think as viewers, I think that just everyone in the world has probably seen this by now. Yeah. So. I know a lot of fellow pop collectors that I follow. Um, if they have it in their collection, they have seem to have almost followed suit, like what I was thinking, and they've done a they've done a photo and then they would mention how they watched it. So uh, it does feel like a lot of people have seen it and uh, it might be a good sign for it to get another one, especially like you said, that it's uh, it's already uh, made back its money in the theater already. Uh, did you see though, I guess on opening night, I guess there was a, a fight in one of the screenings that kind of went viral a little. Yeah, Eric showed me the video because he was like, man, uh, the song at the end was spoiled. I said, how? I, I didn't know anything about the song. And he was like, yeah, there was uh, these guys were fighting in the theater. And uh, <laughs> the, I guess the song at the end, um, a fan, the game? no, a fan uh, made it however many years ago. Oh, wow. And it just blew up because everyone loved it. And he thought that was pretty sweet. That they put it in the in the movie, so it wasn't a part of the this franchise. It is now, but uh, whoever whoever wrote that song, cool, right on. This is what he was telling me. So I mean, that'd be like if you and I made a song for whatever, and sure, it just went sure. viral, and then they threw it yeah. in the movie. So whoever that writer was for that song, right on for you, man. I hope you get your money. So that he was like, man, it was spoiled. I don't know why they were fighting or anything, but. Come on, you're fighting at a movie theater. I, I don't know the reasoning for for the fight. Somebody, somebody said that sucked, and the other person's like, "No, how dare you!" <laughs> no, uh, I'm just making that up. I'm just making that up. But <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can find it. Let me see. 
Five Nights at Freddy's Fight. Is it in the... Here it is right here. All right. The song's going. Uh, looks like some teenagers, and they're just bombing on somebody. Uh, everyone's got their phones out, of course, filming it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening here. It's just some guys in um, hoodies fighting whoever's in the seats because the guys that are in the seats are getting bombed on. But, <laughs> ah, youth, you can't. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. I mean, of course, have I fought in the movie theater? Of course I have. But not during the movie. It was either outside or in the lobby. <laughs> but and then we'd run out of there. I different. I was a different person when I was a kid. Everyone. But yeah. Um. But Five Nights at Freddy's. I, I'd probably watch it again. Not anytime soon. Um. The movie. I mean, it was what it was. Uh. Mike. He's a mall security guard, and he's fired for uh, after assaulting uh an. A, a neglecting father in the very beginning uh he's fired from his job so he he's um he lives with his sister uh he needs a job he went to some uh, agency that that was hiring people he uh they told him hey well we need a security guard at uh freddie fazbear's pizzeria but it's at night and he's like eh, i can't work at night but since he couldn't get a job anywhere else he called them back said hey is that position still there and they said yeah come on so he goes to work there, and then uh, things slowly start to uh, – he starts to witness things, but he's not really sure what it is. He is dealing with a uh, depression, depression and PTSD because in the story, his uh, younger brother was kidnapped, and he was there. He, he was there when it happened when they were kids, and he has this recurring nightmare every night, he says. And what he's trying to do is trying to just see if he can uh, solve it by having, I mean, he doesn't know why he keeps having this exact same dream over and over when his brother gets kidnapped and he's just trying to figure out uh, why this is happening. So, but the way Eric was saying all of this story about this guy, none of it is in the game. It's about Fetty Fazbear's pizzeria. It's about that and all the craziness uh, that goes on in there. Um, I thought these characters were just like just evil things, and it turns out they weren't. I mean, that's a quick little spoiler, but um, that was the main story. He's working there, and all hell's breaking loose. And then he's him, uh, his sister, and uh, an, um, another police officer, this young woman. Uh, they're trying to figure out uh, why and what's happening here. So that's about as much as I'll go into. Uh, the story uh, and everything. So, but uh, I thought the little girl that was in it, I thought she was doing pretty good uh, uh, with her role and what she had to do in the film. Uh, Josh Hutcherson, I mean, we've seen him. What was he? Um, Hunger Games. Hunger Games and Pita Bread. A bunch of other things I've seen him in. See, so uh, he's he he was cool. I liked him. I mean, I felt his pain. On what he was going through. I mean, but the movie, I mean, the sto- that story was cool. I guess they couldn't just take the the video game story and stretch it into a movie. They had to add the human element to it and just threw it in 
Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. So, but uh, if you guys want to see it, if you have Peacock, it's definitely there. Um, if you got little kids that know who who they are and want to watch it, I say sit there and watch it. There's no f bombs. There, the violence is is there. It's minimal. It's not bloody and gory. So, I think I think they can handle it. But you be the judge. I mean, you let your kids watch. Uh, whatever you feel like they can handle. So, but Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, both of us are kind of like, eh, it, it was all right. Yep. All right. You didn't have any other movies, just this one? I don't think so. Yeah. All right. I Not got that one. I can remember. <laughs> I got one more movie. Uh, I was waiting for this. Uh, this is uh, Never Hike Alone 2. I believe Brian and I did. Uh, um, Never Hike Alone, the first one, 31 Days of Horror, whenever that one came out. It came out a couple years ago. Um, when did that one come out? Okay, that one came out 2017. So we did it back then, and there was another one called Never Hike in the Snow. It was uh, more of a a little prequel to uh, what was happening, and that one came out in 2020, and uh, we, we also did that one. Never Hike Alone was almost an hour, I believe. Uh, Never Hike in the Snow was only like 30 minutes, and I was pissed. I was like, oh, man, that's it when it was over. This one, Never Hike Alone 2, is an hour and 13 minutes. And this is 20 years after the first sighting of Jason Voorhees, Crystal Lake resident and former victim Tommy Jarvis still lives within the hunting notion that Jason, haunting notion that Jason will one day return. Uh, This is a Friday the 13th fan film. Uh, shout out to the uh, director, Vincent DeSanti. I met him when I was at the uh, 45 Years of Horror, t- or four or five, 45 Years of Terror, the Halloween convention down in Pasadena. Uh, I bought another uh, Blu-ray of Never Hike Alone because um, the first one that I got, it was um, I had a different cover. The cover that they were selling there was the first cover they wanted, and I wanted that one, but they sold out of those ones. So I was happy I was able to get that. Plus, he signed it. Uh, talking to him, he also gave me a poster of it. I need to get a frame, and he signed it. Um, but this stars Tom Matthews. He reprises his role as Tommy Jarvis for the one, two, three, fourth, fourth time, because the first time Tom Matthews paid played Tommy Jarvis was in Friday the 13th part 6 Jason Lives and then he did the Never Hike Alone the three Never Hike Alone movies um this also stars uh, Vincent Gustafero I think that's his name he played Sheriff Rick Cologne if you guys remember him he was a deputy in uh Jason Lives and he was also in the the first Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow a Drew Leedy, Lighty, I think that's how you say it. He plays Kyle McLeod. Um, he was in the very first film, Never Hike Alone. He was the one that was hiking through the woods. Uh, he tried to cut through um, this uh, there, there, around the lake that it wasn't called Crystal Lake. It was called something else. And there was a huge um, fence, or, uh, barbed wire around it. And they were saying that it was it was off limits. You couldn't trespass through there. And he didn't know why. He was trying to get to the other side of the lake. And he figured, you know what? Let me just cut through here. No one's around. It'll take an hour off my trip. So but as he's going through that, he finds out. He comes across the old Camp Crystal, uh, Camp Crystal Lake, 
where the where the first film took place. It wasn't it wasn't in Jersey where the original film was, but that's what they wanted you to think. Um, this also stars Anna Campbell, Douglas Taint, Laurie Winkle, Ben Kakasandi, I think that's his name, and a bunch of other people. But this movie, uh, I watched it the night it came out. I believe it was the twenty. What's that word? What the hell is it? Uh, oh, October thirteenth uh, is when it came out. I thought it was gonna drop at midnight, so I was up. Uh, ready to watch it, but they didn't drop it until uh, later that night around 7. So as soon as it dropped, Eric and I watched it. And yeah, this movie was awesome. I, I loved uh, what they're trying to do here. I'm not sure if they're going to do more, um, but I won't really spoil if you guys haven't seen any of these films. Uh, the cool thing about these films, all of them are on YouTube and they're all for free. So you can uh, you can check them all out there. I highly recommend all three of these films. Uh, watch them in the order they came out. Never Hike Alone, Never Hike in the Snow, and then watch Never Hike Alone 2. Uh, it was really cool. I met Tom Matthews at Days of the Dead in Vegas a couple years ago. And I was talking to him about the first one. And I was like, how did you get involved in this? And he was kind of like, they offered it to him in the first couple times. And he was like, nah, nah, I, I kind of don't want to have any interest. But I guess they met up with him Really explained what they were trying to do uh, Told him there was going to be more than one film So it was like hell why not He actually read the script thought it was a cool idea So he he jumped on board uh, If you ever get to meet Tom Matthews He's a really cool guy I was glad that he sat there and told us uh, His whole involvement uh, that he, I wish I could have just busted out my phone But I, I didn't want to be that guy uh, So but it was really cool But this film was awesome The special effects are practical Um if there is CGI in, I couldn't tell you what it is. Maybe uh, some of the blood. But I thought the special effects were really good. The, the story uh, was good. Um, just a continuation story of right where Never Hike Alone ended. And it just rolled right into it. Uh, Jason's still on the prowl coming after everybody. And Tommy and the gang uh, trying to stop him. So, But yeah, this movie was awesome. Uh, I won't go into it anymore. I say definitely check out all of these films. And they're, again... They're all on YouTube for free, so have at it. But uh, Vincent DeSanti, awesome guy. I was glad I got to meet him. Uh, oh, me, when me and Mike were walking around the, the calm floor, he was like, hey, is this the movie you were talking about? And I looked over, and I went, oh, cool. And uh, there were there was just some guys sitting at the table. And they were saying, yeah, man, um, the new one's coming. I said, yeah, I can't wait. And they went, oh, the director's right there. He was behind me on a, uh, taking a phone call. I turned around, and... I was like, whoa, that was him. He also, Vincent DeSanti, also played uh, Jason in the films. And this guy's big, and he's tall. So I was like, whoa. So I, I was cool. I was just kind of fanboying out, telling him how much I loved it and how much of a Friday 13 fan I was. So, But uh, again, all three of these films he directed. He played Jason in all three of them. So definitely check these films out. Again, YouTube free. Never Hike Alone, Never Hike in the Snow, and Never Hike Alone 2. I just awesome um never hike alone 2 definitely is in my best of uh horror uh, for this year and it, it was one of the movies that i just couldn't wait for and it's finally out uh, i've watched it three times already and this movie's awesome so and yeah that's gonna be it for movies so keeping it with a uh, horror um werewolf by night was released a couple weeks ago 
again re-released on Disney Plus, and it was in color. Is I, the question I had? I I can I know I watched it a few times when it first came. Was the last year when it came out? I totally forgot what was happening in the movie. I just remember Ted, aka Man Thing. That was what I really wanted to see. And oh man, he looked glorious in color. Um, did they just did they film the first one with black and white film, or did they film it in color and turn it black and white? Yeah, maybe because uh, I heard that they went back and colored this, but then when I actually watched it, like I actually didn't get that vibe, but maybe their technique was just so good. It's, it's, it was hard to tell which way was which, because I had heard that what they did is they went back and colored the original for this release, but now I'm not so sure. (laughs) Yeah, because it looked, I don't know. Well, when they used to colorize black and white things back in the day, it just looked like crap. Um, this looks like it was just how they shot it and turned it yeah. black and white. So I, I don't know. Um, but Werewolf by Night, the movie came out last year, uh, 2022, uh, horror slash superhero. Okay. Um, <laughs> on a dark and somber night, a secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows to gather at the bloodstone temple following the death of their leader the attendees are thrust into a mysterious thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic this was directed by michael giacchino i think that's how you say his his name and you got it um i want to see i just want to see how they did it in color if i can find something um but Oh man, it was awesome. I loved it in black and white. I don't know how we were ranting and raving about it last year for 31 Days of Horror when we when we watched it, but this one, oh man, to see it all in color, to see everybody's costumes on what color they looked like, um, the well, the Bloodstone was the only thing pretty much in color uh, last year. Uh, to see when our main character finally turns into a werewolf and how that looked in color. But like I said, the thing I was looking forward to was Man-Thing, a.k.a. Ted. I That's what I wanted to see because I grew up reading the books. I knew he was big and green. Uh, when we saw him in this, he was black and white the first last year. And then this year he was in glorious color. And I was like, oh, man, it was uh, it was awesome. I, I loved it. Um uh, same thing, obviously the, the exact same thing. Like I said, I forgot about it. But uh, what did you think of all the color? Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I watched it uh, when it first went up, and I was excited. And then uh, they actually had had it up for a while, but I took the opportunity afterwards to watch uh, something that I also have on uh, Disney Plus. This uh, kind of behind the scenes documentary on it. It's called Director by night and in that it was interesting because the the brother of the director he at the same time they were doing all the filming and all the production of it he was doing this documentary on uh, the whole process and uh bringing talking about his family and the way they grew up doing super eight type uh homemade films and whatnot and uh, one of the funniest things from that was uh, 
him calling their mom and being like, oh, yeah, I was looking at some of the footage and it's like, I can't believe some of the stuff you let us do. And she, not surprisingly, she got kind of offended. She's like, oh, I can't believe you would, you know, try to shame me. And he's, he's, he's like, no, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't let my kids do what you let us get away with now. And that made me think of, uh, I, you know, I'm sure you're the same way, too. Like, me growing up uh, in the Bay Area in the 80s, like... I really was kind of like free to roam the Bay Area, like out and about and ride Bart and, and, and bus. And, you know, I was all over the place as a kid. So, <laughs> you know, different times. <laughs> all right. I'm trying to see. All I'm reading is what the director said. He goes, well, when we're filming it, I knew it was going to be black and white. But then we were always thinking about. How's it going to look in color? So I assume they just shot it with black and white and then just added the colors. But I mean, if, if they're added the colors, man, they did an awesome job. Cause it just looks like a movie they shot and, and everything. Cause I don't see anyone on how, how they did it. Um, in a perfect world, we'd be wanting to the creepy black and white tale and remains a mystery. Da 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 da. Um, who's uh, it was on Hulu? Well, I guess other places. Werewolf by Night. They spent a lot of time working on this color version because they wanted to pay homage to the incredible vibrant color in horror films like the ones Hammer made. Giacchino said the result is a whole new look for the film uh, prior to the trailer we only seen colorized images set thanks to behind the scenes doc see okay so they when they shot it I mean they obviously the costumes everything were color so before we learned of this colorized version we plan to rewatch the black and white original a couple of times now we're still doing that. Da, 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 da. Hopefully next year, the second original movie uh, to enjoy too. Oh, okay, we're getting another one. Sweet. Um, they won't make the world perfect, but this special colorful version, it will get us one lycanthrope step closer. So then, okay, so they colorized it. All right. So me watching this little video of, of how it looks, man, it it was glorious. On how how it looked, because I'm, I'm looking at side by side pictures of of the black and white uh, werewolf, and then how he looked in color. But man, they did such an amazing job, man. I I, I can't. I just obviously computers. I, I have no idea how they did it. Uh, I'm sure maybe once in a while that they'll come out with a. Um, a presentation on how they did it but as of now i have no idea and i thought it was glorious i preferred the black and white one because that's it was awesome that first way but to see all the colors they did in this the colors of the costumes uh, the the colors of the characters skin um uh, even the main guy to just the way he looked um we didn't we couldn't really really tell about the color of his skin and the 
the little designs on his face. We knew those were white, so that was cool. But again, for me, wanting to see Ted, uh, Man Thing, and and beautiful color. Oh, please give me his own show, or just give me a, a one hour special of him kicking ass. Probably have to be subtitles because. Uh, we couldn't understand him, but when he's talking to the other guy, the other guy, the main guy, he can, he was able to understand. So we kind of got what what he was saying. But oh man, this this was glorious. Uh, I loved it. I, I definitely want to rewatch it again, the the colorized version, because, whew, man, it was awesome. You gonna watch Director by Night? What's that for the director of this? Yeah, I was just talking about it. I mean, they they talk about the colorized version. That's what I want to see. I no, seen that other one. The one filming no, it. no, the one when they felt. Yeah, I did see that one. But okay, I want to. I, I want to see how they did it. How they colorized it. So, but oh man, I got my uh, man thing figure right here, the black and white one. Right. And yeah, when you said the the bloodstone was on the back, I didn't even realize that. But <laughs> that's really sweet. Um, I was gonna keep him in the box, but he, I just. He's too awesome to be in a box forever. So I had to let him let him out. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Um, since you know I do in and out of the box. Um, the first one they made, the in color one that was just man thing. Uh, that one is actually heavier than this bigger one. Like that that original release is like super solid and this one is like kind of hollowish it's kind of interesting like the difference between the two even the other though the other one is smaller uh it's it's a heavier weight to it <laughs> yeah the other one's way heavier than this one and this right. one's uh way bigger <laughs> yeah it's bigger it's 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 not as heavy. This one seems like it. This one feels hollow. Yep. Yeah. The other one seems solid. So, but uh, if you guys haven't seen Werewolf by Night, um, watch both versions. Watch the black and white one first to and see uh, to enjoy it on how how it looked when it first came out. Then watch uh, the colorized version if you if you like that black and white one. Then you can see all the colors. Uh, um. Other TV, another thing we watched also, it was on Paramount Plus. I remember seeing the thumbnail for it, but the Z Sizzle one told me to check it out because you watched you watched both episodes. I did. All right, this is a Paramount Plus uh, documentary, and it's called Crush, and in an immersive documentary about unveils the chilling events of a deadly 2022 Halloween crush. In South Korea, where 159 young people were killed. All right, um, I couldn't tell you exactly where. I want to say it was in Seoul. I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the 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 alley that is, but it was Halloween. It was E Taiwan. Uh, it's a place where everybody goes to party every year. Uh, just thousands of people show up from from what they were saying, but this alley. That links one street of partying to another street of partying. Everybody was, was going. I'm sure there's multiple alleys, unless this is just the only alley. I'm, I'm not really sure. But everybody was trying to get from one end to the other. 
and they just packed this alley. And it was like just you're pretty much shoulder to shoulder. Then all of a sudden it was just so many people packed in there and more people just packing themselves in there. People it started it, it came to a standstill and people started getting crushed in there. People were just dropping, passing out, uh, dying because they couldn't get out. And they were there was just I don't know how many people were in there in that alley. It, this documentary was kind of tough to watch, but yeah, yeah, and they pretty much just died standing up, and some fell and couldn't get back up and just got trampled, uh, probably suffocated. There was restaurants and bars on the side. People were pulling other people out of out of this big mayhem sea of people. Um. Usually big events like this, because I've I've been to plenty of festivals and I've been to big street party fairs and everything in San Francisco and everything, especially during Halloween up at the Castro. There's thousands of people in the street Um, are going to concerts when you're trying to get close to the stage and everybody's just getting pushed back and forth and it feels like you're just going to fall over or or being in the pit, in the circle pit, and you fall and everybody falls on top of you. The thing that's cool is everyone starts pulling each other up. So you're if you're on the bottom, I've been on the bottom many times, and there's nothing really you can do because you got all the weight of all these other dudes or gals on top of you, and you just lay there and wait for people to start to pull you up. And eventually, hey, they, yeah, get up. Then they, they pull you up. But this one, there, w- there was none of that. Everybody was just smashed in this alleyway. And, oh, my God, they, people were calling like, um, they were stuck in there for like hours because there was people calling like way early in the evening saying there yeah, needs to be some police present. Hour, during the they six need... o'clock hour, they called and it actually didn't start to get bad until like three hours later. So that's kind of what it goes on to talk about, like the fact that like this totally could have been avoided. And, you know, like in the end, a uh, hundred and like it was either 156 or 159 people 59. didn't make it, and that's crazy. It it was like there was no police presence at this event, which there should have been. At least people there. I mean, they had some. I guess something that happened the week before or the week after or whatever, and there was all kinds of. I think it was before this. There was all kinds of police presence guiding and keeping the crowd um, uh, at ease. So when this happened, there was no police present. And they kept calling saying, like, you guys need to get some police down here and do something about this. It's getting out of hand. And no, nobody went down there. They didn't start going down there until people started dying. But by then it was too late. 159 people in the end when they finally cleared out that alley. 159 people were were there dead, and it was it was sad. Bodies were just laying. Uh, there was just bodies on top of bodies laying in there. There was they were talking to this young black girl. There were some Americans in there as well, and some American soldiers uh, that were in there getting crushed. But there was this black girl. She her, she she survived it. She fell and was under a pile of bodies. And I guess when they were pulling. Uh, digging through the bodies, she started yelling 
like, hey, I'm down here. I'm alive. And they were like, where are you? And she was like, I'm, I'm down here. And they just started pulling bodies off of her. And then they finally got to her. She said she she had made peace with it. She just assumed she was dead and she wasn't going to get out, out of there alive. And there was a group of friends that went, uh, Americans, and two of their friends didn't make it out. Uh, a young woman and a young gentleman, they just got crushed. They actually saw their friend, the, the young girl. They saw her, her body laying on the ground when they were clearing everybody out. And from what they were saying, it goes, we thought she was still alive because she was laying there and her eyes were closed. But I guess because they were saying, I guess all the other bodies that were dead, people, they all had their eyes open. So they figured that maybe she was still alive, but they just, yeah, they found out that she, she didn't make it uh, as well as their friend, the, the young guy, he, he didn't make it as well. And it, it was, it was just heartbreaking hearing their families yeah. when they were trying to talk to the um just the the government and the police and everything just asking why didn't you guys do anything and there's this big huge cover-up or something and it's still going on like nobody wanted to say that they didn't say why they didn't send any uh police down there they knew hours before i mean they knew this was gonna they didn't know that this incident was gonna happen but they knew thousands of people were gonna be down there and there should at least been some kind of police presence there but there wasn't any because all these crowd shots that they're showing off from video uh cell phone videos you don't see one cop in that whole thing when it was all going down but once they got there after it was it was way too late and that's when they were all over the place the, the police were there the paramedics were there, the fire department was there everybody everybody showed up but it it was it was too late I mean, if they have, I was sitting there watching this whole thing. I was like, if there was some kind of police presence there, crowd control wise, they, it wouldn't, it probably wouldn't have happened. Maybe some people would have gotten hurt, but I don't think that many people would have died in a matter of hours. Well, what happened and what could have been avoided was, uh, the fact that uh, the thing that I guess set it over the top was uh, in that nine o'clock hour, they were still there was like a subway that you could get into the uh, the the you could go right into like the alley and they like let like, you know, hundreds of more people in. And that was like it. That was like the deciding factor and like what truly made it like a no escape type thing and it was like that was definitely avoidable that they could have stopped that from happening i remember being in new york one time i was going up to the bronx for a yankee game everyone takes a train up there so a train came on renee and and the kids all all pile i think it was just tegan markey at the time they got into the train and it was packed in there and there was no way I could squeeze in there. So I just, well, the, the door shut and I couldn't get in and they were packed in there like sardines. Uh, not really thinking anything like something could have happened then in there and no one could have gotten out or whatever. Cause it was, it was packed to the gills. Uh, I actually caught the next train when I got on that train, there was nobody on it. So I was got in, sat right down and, uh, got to the stadium right after them. 
leaving any kind of sporting event, leaving any kind of concert or, or what have you at a stadium, at an arena or anywhere. It's yeah. You're like just shoulder to shoulder sometimes. And, and it's crazy. I mean, but this, it could have been avoided. I mean, I'm also sitting there like, why would you even go into that alley seeing all those people jammed in there? Because it seemed like they were already jammed in there. And it's not like you couldn't see because it was kind of on a on a hill. So if you're at the top, you can look and clearly see all these people in there. And if you're at the bottom, you can look up and see all these people in there. But people just kept packing themselves in there, trying to get get through i i mean if i was there i wouldn't have went i would say well is there another way around because i I don't i don't want to be jammed in there but it it was it was just sad i mean just all the videos that people took uh of before and afterwards people that were in there getting crushed filming videos with their cell phones and then the aftermath of everything of uh, it was some kind of government conspiracy cover up. They didn't want to say why. They said they still, at the end of the documentary, they said they still didn't give them any kind of answer on why uh, this happened or why there wasn't any kind of police presence there. But yeah, th- this documentary was rough, man. Renee and I watched it and I was just like, man. And like I said, going to concerts or going to a concert at a stadium. Uh, and if you're on the floor, it's packed down there. If there's no, if it's, if the crowd isn't split into two sections, I mean, I remember going to day on the green, uh, back in 90 when I seen Metallica and the field was cut in two, we were in the very front section. So there was a lot of people there, but it wasn't like we weren't jam packed in there because if there was that second barrier wasn't there, there everybody would have been jam packed. All the way to the front. You watch um, just concerts in general in the state. Watch Michael Jackson's concerts. People are having fun and it's packed in there. And they're passing, people pass out. I mean, you go to, I mean, they're passing out because they love Michael Jackson and I get it. But you go to all day festival, like when I went to Aftershock and almost dropped because of the heat. Man, it, it's crazy. And all those people just packed in there. Uh, People think that uh, it's cool in October in Sacramento. It's still ninety something degrees there. The I'm going there. Recent, the most recent one too. Remember uh, Travis Scott? They had a crush where I think some people died. That was stupid. That could have been avoided. They yeah. they shouldn't have allowed that show to go on because all those kids uh, jumped the fence and then broke the fences down and everyone just ran in to the show. They, the promoters, police that were there should have said, no, we're, we're cutting this off. There's way too many people in here. But they let it continue. And people got killed. A little boy got crushed to death. And it, it, I'm just like, man, I mean, I mean, I, I see these festivals, these big metal festivals or these hip-hop festivals over in other countries and everything. And there's just seas of people there. I mean, you're all you're not thinking about you're going to get crushed and you're going to die. You're thinking about having a good time and seeing the artist you want to see or the band you want to see. <clears throat> but it's crazy, man. It's they, they think they really need to just that the whole Travis Scott thing. I mean, people tried to blame him. It wasn't his fault. 
I'm if if he knew it happened, then <clears throat> maybe he should have said something. I don't know. I don't know the whole story on that. But the people that put that show on, the promoters that put that show on, knew that those fences were down, and however many thousands of people got in for free, they should have just cut that shit off and said no. Shows canceled. We're not going to do it because there's way too many people in here. And it, it, it could have been avoided, but they said, nah, whatever. Everyone's they're in. Let's have a good time. But then people died because of it. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's, it's, it's just sad. But yeah. And what's crazy about going back to this Eat Taiwan crush doc um, after the fact, like you're talking about the cover up, they were talking about. Um, it's like almost like a similar thing you could imagine like the a political situation here where it's like the politicians that could do something they have to answer to the older voters and the older voters are like oh that's youth culture and like it's youth culture's fault and it's like uh yeah this and that so it's like that's like part of the the cover-up you know and it's like man that's crazy and obviously you had uh parents and whatnot like speaking out like against these like uh politicians and bringing it right to them and being like man like what if you lost family you know it's crazy man i mean like i said man when the kids are old enough to go to concerts and everything i just you guys just be careful yeah. And just kind of know where the exits are and, and everything, especially if it's an enclosed one. Because after that, that fire at the, um, I think it was called the station or whatever, when that band uh, Great White was playing and their their pyrotechnics caught the whole place on fire, um, and a bunch of people died in that, couldn't even get out, and the place was small, and the place lit up like that. I seen the video of in real time. When the guy was filming in the back, you see that you see the moment that the place catches on fire, and the next thing you know, he's trying to get out, and everyone's trying to get out. And by the time he gets out, the whole place is engulfed in flames, and the the black smoke is pouring out, and you see people trying to everyone rushing for the main exit because that's what you think of, and people they were piled on top of each other trying to get out of the door. And a bunch of people just probably just died from the from the smoke and until the flames hit them. Uh, one of the band members, a great white, he I think it was a guitar player. He he died, and it it was crazy. I mean, it's 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 sad when this stuff like this happens. It's sad. This whole documentary on this was was sad. It was. It really was. It could have been avoided. I mean, just easily. Three hours ahead was when the call was made during the six o'clock hour and people didn't start dying until the nine o'clock hour. Yeah. So much time to get get right. There's no way they could say they couldn't get police presence there. I mean, they they could get there. I mean, even if they got there, they could at least halted people from going in and just slowly guys come out, come out, come out, come out. Maybe some people would have gotten hurt and that was it. And that would have been fine. I mean, you got hurt. Okay. But you would have still been alive. This, this is crazy, man, on, on what happened in this situation. And I, I still don't understand or why, and we'll probably never know why there was no police presence there to begin with right. in the very beginning. Yeah, because I've been to think. many things, many street uh, festivals, 
and there's cops everywhere. And I mean, yeah. they, I mean, they they do what they can do, but there was none here from At what all. we saw right. in the video. And people never, and people all did say that there wasn't any cops around. So I mean, we weren't there. We're just going by what the witnesses witnesses are saying and the victims that happened. This happened too. That made it out on what they were seeing. And they had all the 911 calls. I don't know if it's 911 over there, but whatever, the emergency calls, they had them all. You had to read a lot of it because it was all in Korean. But, man, this it was it was a brutal watch. I don't think I could sit through this again. Right, no. I mean, no, definitely not. I when it's real life. I hadn't heard about this, though, and it was only uh, last Halloween. It was only a year ago that this happened and I hadn't heard about it. That being said, I'm not like the biggest, uh, keeping up with world news. I do have the associated press, uh, app on my phone, but it's like for a while there, it was like, Oh, always so, so much bad news when you, when you, when you touch on it, like I kind of got away from it, you know? So, but I had, I didn't hear anything about this until this documentary. I hadn't heard about it. I knew it happened when it happened. I didn't know the severity of it. I didn't know um, people. I heard people died. I didn't know how many until I watched this when I realized they, they said 159 people died. Man, yeah. Um, because I remember seeing videos of it. Like, I was like, dang, what the hell's going on here? Why is everybody jammed in this in this alley? I didn't, I didn't know why. At first, I thought it was some kind of concert or something, but... I really didn't go into it. I just kind of clicked on the video to see what was happening. And I was like, wow, man, why is everyone in there? And that was about as much as I knew about it. But when right. this, when um, I seen this thumbnail, I read what it said. And I went, oh, that's what this was. And I didn't, I said, I'll, I'll come back to it. But then after you said, watch it, and I said, all right. So Renee and I sat down and we watched it. But yeah, this was a rough one. Again, I probably won't watch it again. I mean, I've seen, yeah, no. you guys it's know me. It's not rewatchable. You guys know what the craziness that I watch. I can handle all that because I know it's fake. But when it's real life, that that stuff is 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 tough to watch. I mean, what's going on in the world now over in in Palestine and and all that? That's I don't know the whole situation. I don't want to take any sides on it. I don't want uh, anyone to get mad. But I don't know. Kids are dying. Kids, babies are dying. And I'm like, if you guys can support that, maybe not you, but anyone that supports the the killing of kids, um, I, I hope you burn in hell because that that's bullshit. The videos that I see are these little kids, dead little kids, dead little babies. All this, these people, all these these people holding little little kids that are dead. I'm just like, what the fuck? is going on and i don't know i don't know the, the, the to me the news is, is just flat out lies uh i don't know i don't know i don't know the whole situation on what's going on and from what things that i'm reading that we're a part of this america we're helping israel bomb them and i'm like wait what i again i don't know if that's true or not i don't I don't follow any of it. All I'm seeing is the dead kids and the the blown up cities and everything. That's all I'm seeing in my feeds of of news. But again, I don't I don't trust the news. I don't trust any of these big news outlets. They're all fucking bullshit and all they do is lie. They only show you what they want you to see. 
I mean, I don't, I don't care what news network you watch, but th- that's my opinion. That that's how I've always felt the news is. Because hey, I'll, I'll go back to Standing Rock when that all happened a few years ago. You only saw what they wanted to show you. We were seeing the real stuff from the people that were filming the videos, and I knew who the bad guys were in the situation, and it wasn't the indigenous people out there. But the news was telling you that it was it was them. They were the bad guys. They were the instigators and everything. And that was complete bullshit. But with this war is going on, I hate war, period. I know it seems like, oh, the war is over. The war is over. We fucking have the war has been going on since I've been a little kid. There's always been some kind of war and there's always we're always involved in it. It's it's crazy. And sorry, I don't mean to get political on this, but it's just something that's on the news constantly and things that I see. And like I said, the news only shows you what they want to show you. But all these other videos I'm seeing are just dead little kids. And that's fucked up. I don't care what side of the, side of the fence you're on. Kids are dying. And that's bullshit. I, I, it's just, I, just man is evil on what's going on. I don't know their situation over there. I don't, I don't know why this started. I don't know what's going on. It sucks that it's happening. I don't want to sound mean or anything, but I worry about what's going on here. What's going on, making sure my family is okay, making sure my family is all right in their areas that they're at. I mean, because I always say this, this is it's a crazy world we live in. There's a lot of craziness that's going on. But what's going on over there, I have no idea. I don't know what the whole story is, but I, all I'm seeing are dead kids, and I don't like that. Dead babies didn't even give these kids a chance. But then you see these yahoos, especially in this town. Oh, they fucking deserve it. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Um, that's why I'm like, oh. And now the election shit's about to go, and there's just going to be more bullshit here in America. And all these yahoos want civil war and all of this shit. I'm like, guys, you guys are fucking the worst ones are blind on what's happening in your own country and what you think is right. We just had a mass shooting in Maine. Some guy just went wild, I guess, with an AR and just gunned down people in a mall, or uh, not a mall, in a uh, bowling alley and then went into Walmart and killed people. It's crazy, man. I mean, I'm all for the Second Amendment. Before you go, oh, you're, you're fucking liberal, you're this, you're that, fuck you. I'm all for guns. Have as many as you want. But it's it I, I say that it's not the guns that's the problem. And people go, oh, the laws, the laws. It doesn't fucking matter what the gun laws are. This is my opinion. If people are if crazy people are gonna do crazy shit with guns, they're gonna do it. And if they're if they need a gun to do it, they're gonna get a gun. It it, it could be legally or or it can be illegally. So it's I mean the laws I mean the laws are there and I follow them. All these gun laws that we have, I follow them. I don't have the guns you're not supposed to have here in California. I know in other states you can go wild and have every gun you you need, but it's it's crazy um they want to ban assault rifles and everything do i want an assault rifle of course i want one but if i can't have one in california i won't have one and i'm not gonna bitch about it again i follow the rules i follow the laws the gun laws and all these people saying that oh guns are 
or they're t- they're trying to take away our guns and this. And they're not trying to take away your guns because if they wanted to, they would have took them already. So all you yahoos and everybody gun nuts that think that they're trying to take your guns, you still have all your guns. And this 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 conversation and this argument has been going on longer than we've been alive about guns. So don't and they haven't taken them yet from you. So shut the fuck up with all that. But I don't know, man. It, it's just getting wild. And watching this documentary, man, just makes me think of all the, the, the sadness and craziness that's going, going on in the world. These kids all went out there to have a good time. And some of them didn't make it home. Those people went to Walmart or the bowling alley to have a good time, buy groceries, and they didn't make it home. Some, some fool went in there and shot up the place. It's not just that. There's shootings that go on everywhere. Even in the inner cities of just gang violence and everything, that happens. Even here in the town that I live in, there was a shooting down the street. Some fools don't know how to take an ass whipping and they pull out a gun. We didn't do that shit, man. The only weapons we had were our two fists and our and our feet. Those were our weapons. We didn't puss out and pull out guns because we got beat up. Bunch of pussies now. But that's my opinion, everyone. But yeah, man, it's there's a lot of craziness that's happening, and I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on this rant, but I just just stuff that needs to be said, and I'm sure you guys have had your your talk amongst your friends on what's right and wrong, but what's happening now over there is wrong, because all I'm seeing are dead little kids, and that's wrong. So I hope they end it quick. Just there's no need for it. Again, I don't know why. That is happening over there. I haven't really looked into it because I don't know which news source to, news source to trust. Because I said, like, I don't trust any of them, but or even something to read. I don't know what started this, why this started. Because obviously, this is something that's been building up for years and years and years, probably before we were even born. And now it's it's just, it's just it just went out of hand. But it's crazy. But again, sorry about my rant. You guys know how I am. When I watch all this, all this stuff, but yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. But this one, this, this, this event in this documentary could have been avoided. It could have just, it probably still would have gotten out of hand, even if there was police presence there, but it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have led to death over there in Korea in Seoul, Korea, where this happened. And it's, it's sad. Will it happen again? Let's hope not, but I mean, there's there's always there's always something going on somewhere. Just be be mindful of where you're at, and I mean, again, like know your exits, know what assess the situation. Like, shit, should I walk through this, or should I just go the long way and to make to make it around? So I don't know. I don't know if this was the only alley to get through to the other side, but. Uh, that uh, that's what happened, and it's sad, man. Again, I'm I'm never watching this again. But, huh, man. Did you got anything else that we did you watched? <laughs> uh, you know my uh, reality stuff. Uh, Buddy Games is going into its uh, final week here. Buddy Games finale here this Thursday. Did you ever get to see the Buddy Games movie? Nah, I haven't just watching horror movies. I haven't watched anything else. 
Yeah, like I said, you'd probably you might like it. I don't know. We when I told you when I described it, it's like you know, guy crude humor. <laughs> so what was that on? Uh, the the I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna double check right now. I'm pretty sure because I watched it on Hulu. Yep. Uh, the first film's on Hulu, and the second film, which I didn't watch, is on Paramount Plus. And then the TV show uh, is eight episodes, and yeah, we're getting episode eight here, uh, November second, the finale. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, they, it, as far as IMDb goes, they haven't ordered a second season. And um, I, li- I listened to a pod about it uh, covering one of the episodes, and they were saying uh, uh, I should look them up now on Instagram. They went to like the Buddy Games Instagram, and they were like, "Man, like, not many people are uh, following this." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Only two thousand right now. Two thousand one hundred and twenty-eight follows on Instagram for Buddy Games. So. I don't know if that's a good sign for a uh, season two. <laughs> well, some doesn't sound like anyone's watching it. <laughs> yeah, except for me and uh, a couple of the Rob as a podcast people. They were uh, hit, hit or quit, but they've uh, they liked it. The hit, and they joke about they're the only uh, buddy games podcast there is. Uh, I'm sure there's got to be another one out there especially like i'm sure even people that took part in it but uh yeah we'll see if it uh if it continues and then uh of course uh still keeping up with survivor and then um amazing race you know my favorite of the of the bunch the interesting thing with that season is um the team that won came in first place in the first two legs in the third leg. Uh, it was a mega leg, but uh, so it took two episodes to do it. Uh, they went from first to last and were eliminated. So that's, that was crazy to see because like they set the tone early, but I don't know. That's how it can happen in the race. That's the one that like, I, you know, I talk, I've talked about, you know, wanting to do uh, Big Brother, but I'm a little more hesitant to do that. Amazing Race is the one I really, really would love to do. <laughs> is, um, <clears throat> what's the age limit for uh, Amazing Race? I don't think there is one. They've had, like, couples, like, in their 60s, maybe even in their 70s that that run the race and honestly some of them like that do quite well and make it very far into the race so uh just last year uh i think a, a couple in their 50s uh won or maybe it was the season before that the season where um the virus happened and they had to shut down for like 18 months they they shut the race down right in the middle of it for 18 months that that season uh like a older couple um they won so it's pretty cool 
All right. Was all that on Paramount? Yep, all that. Which also brings me to, um, did you get a chance to see Eva Marie do the haunted house? No, I, I forgot. I started watching uh, other things. Okay. Yeah, I, I rewatched that in case of when we did talk about it. And uh, I think that might be the most entertaining haunted house they've ever done on Big Brother. Um, Because even when you compare it to the one I just had you watch for this current season, that one, you got to remember, they filmed Celebrity Big Brother 2, but also before the virus, like they had people all over the house to like scare people. So like they had real people like, you know, one ran in with a chainsaw and stuff and they had other people like in masks and stuff and. Yeah, they were really scaring these celebrities. Um, I think, yeah, at the time of The Haunted House in season two. So Eva Marie does it. Lolo Jones, Tamar Braxton, Candy Burris, Tom Green. uh, I think uh, Joey Lawrence. Ricky Williams. Uh, I don't think I'm forgetting. I think that's everybody who played in the haunted house, but yeah, some really good reactions. <laughs> and uh, what was uh, Joey on? Uh, yeah. What was that show? Cause they asked him to do his uh, catchphrase. So. Whoa. That was blossom. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yeah. So that's what but he's what from. did uh, what 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 show was he on? The show I'm talking about. Yeah, what was this? Celebrity Big Brother, the one I was. Oh, okay, on. yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 trying to look up something, so that's right. So yeah, um, that whole second season, yeah, it had uh, Jonathan Bennett, Tamar Braxton, Candy Verse, Tom Green, Lolo Jones, Cato Kalen. Joey Lawrence, Ryan Lochte, Dina Lohan. Oh, yeah, she ran it. Uh, Natalie Eva Marie, Anthony Scaramucci, James Vaughn, and Ricky Williams. And, yeah, it looks like you already answered the question. Yeah, Joey Lawrence, best known for Blossom. And Melissa and Joey. Melissa and Joey. That sounds familiar. I don't. I don't remember. It is after a family scandal leaves Mel, a local politician, in charge of her niece and nephew. She hires a man named Joe to become the family's male nanny or Manny. <laughs> hmm. I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen it. I it sounds familiar, but I, I might have. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, definitely, definitely when you get a chance. It's not that long, but yeah, check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it too, because not only is it funny and to see them get scared and you get to see, I don't know, did you ever like uh, Eva Murray, Natalie Eva Murray? Uh, uh, she wasn't the greatest in the beginning, but once uh, she disappeared for a while and then she came back, she was she was good. Uh, I liked her. Uh, I liked her, and then 
she came back for another minute and then now she's gone yeah she had her hair like uh she's uh colored like she was you know still in wrestling mode while she was in the celebrity big brother house i think it was red i think it was either pink or red i, I can't remember yeah yeah one of those because yeah this when did it there 2019 was the season so yeah they got it in they got it in before the virus year um but yeah besides like uh, what all i said it's also like themed like retro horror so i think i think you'll really like that part of it. all right anything else um i'm sure there is did you catch all the way up with loki oh yeah i watched uh all of that so um, what do you think about uh i get it don't get me wrong it is gruesome and horrific but it's not shown that's the thing uh so it's like going all around the internet i sent you the picture and stuff like that people are calling a scene from the latest episode of Loki, the most gruesome and violent thing ever to happen in the MCU. Yes, but it was also not shown, you know? Wasn't bad. That one when I mean, you guys should have seen it. When all those people got crushed. Yes. Eh, fuck, man. Half the world disappeared in the snap. I mean, the most gruesome thing is when Loki got killed. When Thanos snapped his neck. Yeah. I mean, that they, they showed that they did yeah when we saw these people i mean these people that were in there that that got killed if they would have shown it then yes yeah if they would have showed it okay but just us (laughs) not hearing it that that was nothing again everyone i'm desensitized by all the shit that i watch so i mean it it was it was nothing man i mean yeah who who said it was the most gruesome thing it's many all these like news outlets and now it's like going around social media and like ign made a post and av club and all these entertainment news sites being like whoa it's nothing they went too far no they didn't It, it was nothing you don't even see it yeah but weren't they all bad guys anyway uh they did well see the thing is yeah they like they were like the they bad guy revolted against the tva but then right before they got got they tried to the hunter b uh 15 she tried to like hey i know you care about this place you know work with me and then renslayer shows up and she's like you want to get back at them, work with me. And then they turn down that too. And then she takes them out. So uh, I am super excited though, to see where we go from here though. Cause it seems like the door is open for anything. Like anything could happen at this point from uh, where they left off. So uh, I'm super excited for the next one. So did they film all this before, um, Kane yes. went all nuts <laughs> with, yes. with with his what's his last name? year, Jonathan Majors. Um. So yes, this was filmed last year. Honestly, I think they filmed this before they filmed Quantum Mania. So you know, 
Okay, so when was this? This was... Quantumania came out in February, and it wasn't until after that that he had his his uh, his troubles. And yeah, they don't seem to be getting any better. I know he lost his like representation. So well, well, this came out Friday. It says Disney pulls Jonathan Majors' movie magazine dreams from schedule amid assault case. Yeah. Um, okay, well, whatever that is, but I mean, uh, yeah, it sucks, but so what's going I on? I mean, because this whole, this whole, they recast, next, they got this recast. next thing is the, the Kang Dynasty. Yeah, they recast, right? Either they recast or they forget the Kang Dynasty and they go in a different direction. That's they what Eric was saying. Else. Eric was going, What are they going to do? Are they going to either recast or are they just going to? Because they already they, they laid out everything that was coming. They they Kang Dynasty. They laid all of yeah. that out. Yeah. And but uh, at this point, they could just pivot and do something else, especially with the uh, Fantastic Four and X Men on the way. You know, because they haven't filmed anything yet, have they? They haven't. He this this Loki technically should be his last appearance. <laughs> I assume in the MCU. Oh. It's not the first time they recast though. You got to remember right at the very beginning of the MCU, uh Terrence Howard, Terrence Howard played uh Rhodey, War Machine and like Iron Man 2, he's uh recast as Don Cheadle. I don't know. He went nuts <laughs> with whatever he was talking about. So I don't know. Um, oh, and then of course uh, Edward Norton as uh, Bruce Banner. He got recast, so it's not like they haven't done it before. So they could do it, and especially like the way that Victor Timely looked. Like I feel like you could, you could make somebody like look like that. You know, I mean they they can do anything. I mean they should have recasted uh, T'Challa. But, oh, I heard. I heard. Whatever. That's we get that when supposedly like the Kang Dynasty comes and Secret Wars comes. You know, this Secret Wars ain't my hashtag. Not my Secret Wars. I'll still watch it, but uh, I don't know what to do. Okay, I had a question. I'm, I'm looking at this thing. It says Quantum Mania. What was the point of? Them putting that scene at the end of Quantumania with Loki and uh, what's his nuts and well, it was uh, the it was the teaser for Loki season two. It was what we were going to get, and honestly, before the strike, we were supposed to get Loki like early in the year. We were supposed to get Loki sometime around between March and May is when Loki was supposed to originally drop, and it wasn't until the strike happened that they. Tried to stretch everything out like this, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, they could they could go anywhere, but yeah, I mean, recasting is probably what you do. So what did he? Okay, Majors is first resistance. The actors accused of pulling Jabari's finger, twisting her arm behind her back. Striking and cutting her ear and pushing her into a vehicle, leaving her with a broken finger and bruises. 
Did he admit that he did that? No. He, he so he's saying that there was no witnesses of this this happening. Yeah, but I mean, you look at her, and I mean, you know. I don't. I don't know who this <laughs> woman is. I, I don't know this gentleman, but uh, his his legal team leaving him. His legal team left him and his agent like left him too. So he's like without representation. Well, if they did that, they would, if they knew he was innocent, they wouldn't have left. So I'm just, again, who knows? I wasn't there. I I didn't, if that's their reasoning for the, okay, he did it and I don't want to represent him. We're out. Then if he loses his career because of this, I mean, that's, that's his own fault. And, and he was I don't, just I don't doing good work too. He was just doing good work. And honestly, I really liked uh, what I saw from him as Victor timely. That was a cool performance, but you know, can't do what he did. Yeah. Well, if yeah. Disney already pulled his movie, they're obviously thinking that, all right, we're going to, we're going to get away from this guy. And get yep. someone else. So, I mean, don't kill him off. Don't just replace him. Get somebody else. They're talking yeah. about getting um the guy that played uh, the bad guy in um Aquaman. He was the in Candyman, that new that last Candyman movie. Mm. Um, somebody's screaming his name. I know who you're talking about, but no, I don't know. Um. Ooh, he, yeah, he's got a. Yahya Abdul Mateen the second. That this is just rumors. I don't know if, if they're really talking to him, but that was one of the ones they were saying that yeah, they should they should get this guy. I'm all for it. He's a good actor. Um, if they if they get him and he's gonna be Kang from here on out, cool, right on. They got a good guy. So I don't know. I mean, it's 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 not it's not up to us. And I'm sure people hate him already for for what he has done. Um, I've only seen him in this, and as well as in Creed, three. Is that what that was? Yes. Did you ever see that yet? I didn't. It's good up to the fight, and then when you see the fight, I was like, "What are you guys trying to do here?" <laughs> but anyway, no, he's he's a good actor. I'm not saying he's not, but I, I don't yeah, know. If, yeah, yeah. I if he, I thought he was great in. In uh, Loki season one, He Who Remains, Kang, and in Quantumania, and now Victor Timely, really good. But yeah, you know. I like his character in this show, but I, I don't know if we're getting him anymore. Obviously, Loki will continue, and that's what the fans want. He's my favorite character in the MCU. He's badass, but this isn't the the ruthless Loki that we saw in the beginning. He's dead. Thanos snapped his neck. <laughs> so, but I don't know which variant this is, is of him. This is supposedly the one that took the Tesseract and then disappeared, right? Yes. In an Endgame. Yes. Okay. Right. So, so, but he was obviously variant, a bad guy that. That variant was created by the events of Endgame when Stark and Ant Man went to back to the battle of new york and it basically created because he gave loki that option to get the 
Tesseract when he was under arrest. So that's like what created that variant. And then, you know, I thought I thought I I actually love what they've done with this and like I love um what's his name from Blind Spotting, that scene with him where he tries to like push him, you know? Yeah. You're a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch those. I haven't seen them. I just watched um I just rewatched Iron Man. I ain't seen that one in years. I was showing yeah. clips of Iron Man to um to to a Buster. And then I was like, we were in the living room one day. So, you know what? Let's just watch the whole movie. So, I, I watched the whole. I need to watch. I just want to watch the Iron Man movies. That one, two, and three. Three, I don't even remember at all. So, I, I want to watch that one again. But, yeah, Loki, we definitely are going to get more of the misadventures of Loki because he's awesome. And he did say, he goes, look, I'll play Loki until I can't play Loki anymore. Because don't ever, don't ever recast him. Let him continue. Yep. He wants to do it. Not yep. like everyone Love else has said, eh, I'm done. I don't think I want to play this character anymore. But I don't yeah. know. We'll see. But Did you hear about um, all the people, whatever, that they're going to have in uh, Deadpool? Because it's going to be Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. <laughs> eh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. and Supposedly, the rumor is they're going to get Taylor Swift to play Dazzler. Why not? Yeah. They're they're obviously not going to continue. I love Dazzler. (laughs) Mm, I didn't care for that character. But we did get it. We did a a quick one. We got a quick (laughs) one in. um, What was that? New Mutants? We got a quick uh, Dazzler in that. I like New Mutants. I know a lot of people didn't care for it. I thought it was. Was cool. I like that movie, yeah, but I thought it was we'll all right, especially yeah. after you hyped it up and I watched it. Um, yeah, but yeah, another. Um, I sent you. I didn't know if you realized what I was sending you, but uh, yeah, I guess the legal paperwork leaked for Skeleton Crew, which uh, claims it's coming in January. Well, I don't know. That could still be. If, I don't. I don't want to say it's it approximate. It's I don't know if it was late. They probably threw it out there just for some fan service. I don't know. I could be wrong, but as soon as I get an official teaser trailer or announcement, then I'll I'll be excited. As of now, I'm not excited for anything because I don't know what's what's happening in Hollywood. The the writers got yeah. their their what they wanted, so cool, right on for them. But yeah. it's just the still actors that are the still actors. out there. Yep. Still waiting. But yeah, the skeleton crew thing that leaked. Uh, Skeleton Crew, episode 101, and it has uh, Lucasfilm address in San Francisco and uh, said that uh, uh, anticipated completion uh, December 2023 and projected date of publication January 2024. Description of the work. In the first episode of Skeleton Crew, we are introduced to four kids who make a mysterious discovery on their seemingly safe home planet and then get lost in a strange and dangerous galaxy. Finding their way home, meeting unlikely allies and enemies will be greater adventure than they ever imagined. Directed by John Watts. Main cast includes Jude Law and a bunch of kids. (laughs) Shooting locations, Manhattan Beach Studios, L.A. Well, if this is something they filmed a long time ago, then it's done. But yeah, it's done. It's done. Um, I don't know. We'll see what 
it's done happening. and acolyte is done too and acolyte was originally supposed to come out in may of next year and if skeleton crew's still coming out in january maybe we do get acolyte in may after all so. i don't know man save all your money on that give us more ahsoka that's what i want <laughs> well that that's what we'll have to wait for because we're waiting on the actors still so nothing's gonna happen until that so i yep. mean well i mean i guess not nothing they can they're they're back to writing all the stuff so well they can write and have at least be ahead but haven't be ready yeah yeah <laughs> do you work tomorrow i do all right we're gonna have to hurry up and wrap this up then i, I just realized yeah. it <laughs> yeah um no, that was just star wars moment every the little bit we talked um collecting do you got anything uh i don't know if i talked about uh my uh heavy metal halloween box that i, I ordered from funko don't think you did yeah so that arrived and i picked because you got to pick between jack carver a pumpkin that's who i picked phil d graves he was like a zombie guitarist sid ficious a uh creature from the black lagoon style guitarist and rusty steel a uh like a steel frankenstein looking like character and uh yeah, it was pretty cool box. I was really happy with Jack Carver. I just posted a picture of, of him tonight where I uh, took a bunch of pumpkin guts and and uh, candles because, like, that's what he kind of looks like. So I did that. So I got, yeah, Jack Carver. I got another Freddy zombie, um, which I wasn't that excited about that because I got one last year. But the one last year, it is different. The one last year had blood splatter over on it. This one is more uh, clean zombie, I guess you could say. And then I got uh, Freddy Funko as Casey Jones from uh, TMNT. And then the three sodas, I got Freddy Funko as Werewolf. That was uh, 3,000 piece. Freddy Funko is spirit and he's yellow. Uh, that one looks really cool. It really pops. That was a 3000 piece. And then vampire proto, the dog vampire, uh, 3000 piece also. So yeah, pretty cool. And the box, uh, Funko presents heavy metal Halloween's really cool box. I still need to photograph and post pictures of that online but uh, yeah running out of days halloween's right around the corner <laughs> all right everyone i gotta film a video for this one i got some stuff that i haven't uh, opened yet so hold on yo yo what's up everybody nez back with another unboxing the funko box uh, also recording this live so if you're listening to this uh go over to tiktok so you can see the actual video of them but yeah i ordered some stuff during the uh new york comic-con exclusives the the shared stuff oh i got uh well i'll, I'll get to, i'll show that in a minute but yeah i ordered some sodas that i got let me see i guess they're both in this thing Yep, they are both in there. I believe there is a chance for a chase, so we shall uh, see. But these are Edgar and Alan Frog. 
from the Lost Boys, the Frog Brothers, uh, Corey Haim, and I can't remember this guy's name. Both sealed. You guys saw me just unbox it. Um, the, I'm asking the Zisu a question. Was there uh, chases for these? There was. Uh, okay. There's rarely a soda that doesn't, unless it's in a box like what I got. Uh, the sodas that okay. I got, I don't think there was All a right. chase variant. All right. Um, obviously, you guys watching this on video can't hear what he's saying. So go over to Spotify to listen to this episode. But I will open uh, Alan Frog first because I got to do this for you guys that don't ever believe us when we got those chases. So I'm not looking in the coin yet. I'm sitting out here. I'm looking at you guys. So I, mean, I, I don't know what the if they're what the chases are going to be, but this doesn't look like it is a chase. But um yeah, Alan Frog, awesome. I like, love this. If you guys haven't seen Lost Boys, I don't know uh, what you've been doing. So, obviously, this is not a chase. It just says 1 in 4,200. So, that's going in there. Let me get the garbage in there. Ow, fudge knuckles. I'll get that in a minute. All right, here's um, Edgar Frog, the great Corey Haim. Here's that. I'm not looking in the can. Let's see. Cross your fingers, everyone. We have lucked out before when we have gotten chases live on the show. So let me. I, I don't know if this is a chase. I don't know if he glows or whatever he looks like, but I. This just looks like a regular, a regular one. But yeah, here's a uh, Edgar Frog, Corey Haim, awesome character. And let me look in the can. Nope, just uh, we're losers this episode, boys and girls. But either either way, these are two awesome characters, Edgar and Alan Frog, the Frog Brothers from the great um, Joel Schumacher film, Rest in Peace, uh, The Lost Boys. It is streaming on Max, so if you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been. You should have seen it because it's my all-time favorite uh, vampire movie ever made. Uh, I love the Lost Boys. Uh, another shared exclusive I got. Uh, it sucks, man. Ow, ow, ow. Uh, this is um, Toxie, Toxic Avenger. Let me try to get that in there without getting the glare. That's um, it's a shared exclusive, the Fall Convention Limited Edition. Toxic Avenger, my favorite trauma film, my favorite trauma character. Uh, I love this one. Wished we could have went to New York Comic Con. Maybe we're going to go next year. And, yeah, Toxie, he's just badass. I want to get another one so I can open it and have him sitting here on the desk with me. But, yeah, as far as collectibles, those are the only things I got. So, definitely Toxie, the Frog Brothers and everything. Uh, listen to our show. Go over to Spotify if you want to see the re- hear the rest of this audio and everything else over on Scaredness Podcast Network. Listen to all our 31 Days of Horrors. You guys rule. Thank you for everyone that has listened to everything up to this point. We've got a few more days until um, Halloween, so get ready for that. And, oh, man, it's I'm, I'm just tired, everyone. Old, old tired. But anyway, that's going to be it for this video. Please come back for more. Again, go over to Spotify for podcasters and search for E-Society and listen to all the episodes we got there. We did 
give you a few spooky episodes dealing with uh, a monsters list, horror monsters list, as well as the best uh, horror, 25 best horror horror movie remakes. We did that. Also, you got all your Big Brother stuff, so go over there and check that out. So, all right, everyone, that's going to be it from uh, the studio right now on TikTok, Landville, whatever you want to call it. So, until then, everyone be safe out there and party on. All right, everyone, that's the end of our video portion. Going over to TikTok if you want to see it. And, yeah, no, uh, no, no chases this episode, everyone. So, but... Um, yeah, you got yeah. any recommendations on deck? Uh, I did want to say uh, I've been sitting on it all month, and I'm like, well, I honestly, because I was like, I'm doing so much with this uh, Halloween photography, I was like, I might as well just save it for November. Uh, but I did at the end of September, and then it arrived at the start of October, right before my uh, Hawaii trip. I ordered the, I don't know if you saw the pictures of it, the uh, six-pack of uh, sodas for X-Men, uh, 97. Did you see that going around? I did, I did see those. So I ordered that, and the case that it came in is crazy cool. Uh, but I thought uh, it would be cool to do an unboxing video for that. So uh, I've been meaning to do that, and I was like, well, we'll wait till November comes around, and then I'll do it. So, uh yeah, when November comes around, I'll do that, and then I'll send it your way to to post too. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Just whenever. I mean, film anything, whatever you feel like filming, dude. Just just film it. Make yeah. a little make a little short documentary like Mike did with all his uh, his figure photography. I mean, you were right. in uh, that first one he did. Uh, your photos are in there. I don't think. Right, right. You were in it, but. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, I'm gonna say this on the air. I had uh, special guests, uh, the geeks, um, Alil, Sean, and Steve. Uh, check out the Geeks podcast, and that's Geeks with a Z. Um, they came on, did an episode for uh, 31 Days of Horror. Uh, they have their show Star Geeks when they just talk about. It's a live uh, video show they do on YouTube. I don't know what days. And uh, they talk about Star Wars, man. And I told them about you. You're probably the biggest Star Wars guy out of both of us. So you're way more knowledgeable than I am. So I I think you would go on that show and and be awesome with them. And I told them you're a huge collector and you have all kinds of stuff. So you should, uh, (laughs) at some point, I'll give you all their info and reach out to them and and go on their show and uh, chat it up with Star Wars. You can probably get, they know a lot too, especially Sean. They really know uh, all their stuff when, when it comes to just collecting and Star Wars in general. So right. you should go there and check that out. But recommendations, do you have any on deck? Uh, not really. Um, well, I'll give you mine real quick. This is a, a movie. Um, I just talked about it. 1987's Joel Schumacher film. The Lost Boys, like I said, is streaming on Max. Go over there and check that out. Uh, how about Corpse Bride? That's also on Max, and I haven't watched it in a long time. It's got that uh, stop-motion look thing. Almost looks kind of like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Not nearly as popular, 
as Nightmare Before Christmas, but uh, haven't watched that in a while. Maybe I'll watch that in the next couple days. It's number four on their uh, top ten movies today on Max. Who was the the voice talent in that one? Was that Johnny Depp? Uh, yeah. Okay, I figure he's it in everything. It was Johnny Depp, Helena Carter, Emily Watson, Tracy Ullman. Paul Whitehouse, Albert Finney, Christopher Lee, Deep Roy, Danny Elfman. Yep. Tim Burton brings to life a 19th century Russian folktale in which a young man mistakenly weds a corpse bride who takes him to the underworld. Yeah, 2005. So Jade was only five when we went to see that. So. It's only PG, but, uh, you know, kind of creepy for a five-year-old. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. If I did, I might have just seen clips. But Yeah, yeah, uh, it's worth a watch. <sighs> All right, everyone. Yeah, it's getting late. Um, going to 1987 to Dawkins' album, Back for the Attack. This was also the main theme song for... Um, uh, Freddy Krueger's film uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 The Dream Warriors And this is the song Dream Warriors Dream uh, I love this song Warriors. It's just to me <laughs> Hands down this is the best um, Not the best Dawkins song but the best Nightmare on Elm Street film out of all of them I think there's what seven eight I don't know but this is the, the, the Part three is the best one Dream Warriors is awesome I've met all of them uh, numerous times at, at other horror conventions and everything, all really cool. Uh, Patricia Arquette, or yeah, is it Patricia? Yeah, Patricia Arquette. She's the only one that doesn't do the the con thing, but the rest of the Dream Warriors do, as well as um Robert England. He's always popping up at these things as well. But yeah, check out um Dawkins Dream Warriors, and I did get the the VHS when I was down in Texas of uh, Frightmare. I found it on VHS, and the VHS one that I wanted. Is it had a Dawkins sticker on it? It said it has the video uh, at the end of the film on the VHS version. Uh, I think the Blu-ray does. I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't remember. But um, yeah, this this film's awesome. This song rocks. I love it. Uh, I've seen Dawkins perform it uh, twice back in their heyday when they were big, and then uh, when they were not so big when they were doing the Casino Circuit. But hey, man, Don Dawkins and his band is still out there doing it. Can't hit the high notes like he, he used to, but he still puts out some good music. And from what he was saying in his last podcast I was listening to, he's uh, getting ready to gear out some more some more Dawkins tunes for us. So can't wait to, to hear those. But yeah, check out Dream Warriors from Dawkins' album, Back for the Attack. All right. Uh, I'll go with a kind of new release. Uh, Taylor Swift just re-released uh 1989 taylor's version the other night and it's funny when it went up um i don't think i've ever been right there on uh, apple music like when a, a album goes up but i just happened to be on uh twitter and one of the uh big people that covers big brother over there uh sharon tharp she posted that it just went live and she was excited and I was like, oh yeah, let me go check it out. And it was funny to see like 
Apple Music was like struggling to upload it or something, which is crazy because it was such a a big release and she's got such a big following. Um, that being said, like they're the these re-recordings, like they're nice and clean, and I I kind of get it, but at the same time, I feel like it lacks like some of the feeling of like the original recording so if i had to choose between these new taylor's version versions and the originals i'd have to go with the originals but uh i think i've said multiple times when we've talked about taylor swift these last few weeks that uh 1989's far and away that's pretty much the only album i really follow i like a bunch of tracks off it but uh off of this new one uh the new version of Blank Space, track two, uh, one of my favorite tracks of hers. Uh, it's cool. It's cool to hear a, a different take on it, but uh, I'll always have to go with uh, her uh, first recording of it. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's uh, it. Tried to be short, but you know how it goes. When, yeah, uh, not bad, not bad. And, uh, Again, I mean, apologize for my rant, but that's just just how I feel, everyone. So if you don't think like I do, then, hey, that's cool. I'm not going to judge you on on how you think or anything. That's just just how I felt at at the moment and everything. But I do stand by what I say. Anyway, yeah, with that, everyone, thank you so much. Go on over to Facebook, follow East Society there, as well as the MacNez podcast. Uh, check out well you're obviously listening to this on our spotify feed so just cool right on thank you listen to everything else we got down down below um go to youtube follow us there uh go over to t public pick up a t-shirt e-society or macnes podcast uh, i'm talking to one of my buddies hopefully we'll get some new designs for e-society really soon um well i guess my ankle kind of threw a wrench and everything so i don't know next time i go to the bay area probably not for a few months but anyway um follow us on x uh e- Society Pod at Magnus Pod at Theo Zisu. Uh, I take it they're not charging us because I remember they were supposed to start charging, and that was, that day came and went, and everything's still the same. Could still post stuff, but as soon as they start saying we, they're going to charge us to post, we're out. But as of now, we're still there. Uh, Instagram at East Society Pod at the at the Zisu at Magnus Pod. Uh, follow us on TikTok at East Society Pod. And like earlier, when you heard the the audio of me doing the unboxing. Go on over to TikTok, give it a couple days, and uh, see the video of the stuff that I got. So, but all right, everyone, with that, please, uh, we are coming to uh, episode 300. Some of you might think, well, this is three episode 300. It's not because we're not over on the regular network. We're here on Spotify where we do what we want to do. So, yeah, thank you to everyone uh, that's uh, been listening this month to all our stuff that we got over there. Again, we've got a few more days of 31 Days of Horror, so go on over there and listen to all those. Shout out to everybody that's uh, that's been involved with this year's 31 Days of Horror. Myself, my brother Zisu here, uh, Brian and Julie and everybody else that, that came on. Uh, the Geeks as well. The Geeks with a Z. Follow the Geeks podcast. Uh, the G-E-E-K-Z. Follow them uh, everywhere. Or go to facebook and it they're the league of geeks they said they tried to change their name but they couldn't so go over there and follow that group and everything else but yeah everyone come back uh tomorrow for the next episode if whenever you're listening to this uh, going over to the regular network and go over, listen to the next uh a uh, couple of few episodes of 31 days of horror so but with that everyone we will come back on the regular feed with episode 300 of the east society 
over there sometime in November. Not really sure when exactly. But yeah, anyway. So, but with that, everyone, please be safe out there. Come back here for more and over to the regular network for more. So until next time, party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society.